So, Nessa, today we're talking about Mortal Kombat, but before we get into it, I want to pose a question to you, which is, uh, if you could have any character from any universe, doesn't even matter, movie, television, gaming, in the Mortal Kombat universe, who would you add? Who, who, who would I have? Who would I want to be? Who would I no, no, no. Who would you add to the Mortal Kombat who would I universe? Add? Who would I add to the Mortal Kombat universe? My goodness. All right. Well, I mean, it's got to be somebody who's got really cheesy lines, right? And, oh, I know. This is easy. Sorry. I don't even know why I struggled with this. X-23. Honestly. Okay. X-23, right? She's unhinged. She's wild. She kind of fits in. I would love to see her fight the different, you know, established Mortal Kombat characters. I actually love that pick. That's a, like for multiple reasons. They have that Mortal Kombat versus the uh, DC Universe game. So already now you're throwing in the Marvel characters too, which opens up a whole <laughs> wide range of people. But she already, both X-23 and Wolverine, just those mutants in general mm -hmm. are, they, they lend for just gory stuff. And it, it just fits into that that Mortal Kombat universe perfectly. I love it. Yeah. Who, who are you adding? And please I don't think... tell me it's Jigglypuff from Smash Brothers or something. <laughs> uh, honestly, as much as I pose this question, I didn't plan too much for it. But I would... I mean, it has to be a superhero with all the stuff coming out with the boys. Mm -hmm. I think I gotta, I've been watching Invincible. So I, I think right now I would throw in Invincible into this universe with as brutal as that television show is. It just shows how well it could lend to the Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat world. So. Fair enough. Alrighty. Welcome to positively reviewed this is a brand new the filming of the brand new podcast we are doing i am john and that is nessa i i kind of just like everything in the entire world everything is just mm -hmm. beautiful it's gorgeous and it's perfect he really loves chicken wings it's like i do yeah, love chicken wings as well wings. <laughs> uh nessa what about you what's your what's your tagline for this this episode Oh, my tagline is uh, never always trust us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect one to to explain us. <laughs> so we are, as I said, we're, we're going to go into a deep dive, a little bit of what this show is. This will be kind of the one episode we do it in. Everything else, we'll just, we'll ignore all of it. But this is a brand new podcast where we will be talking about kind of any piece of media It's the beautiful thing. We can talk about music. If we wanted, we could talk about food if we wanted to, uh, yeah, but true. we could, we are mainly a movie TV show and gaming positive review show. There's enough negativity going on in the world. And end of the day, all of this stuff comes down to, do we enjoy it? And is it entertaining to us? And can we waste our time doing it? So let's uh, cut all the negativity out and let's just talk about what's fun and what's enjoyable about the content that we consume these days. Yeah, and if you're stumbling across this podcast, have no idea who either of us are or, or know who we are, guess what? This podcast has its own social media. Pause, P-O-S, reviewed pod. 
check whatever platforms you like and see whether or not you can find it. We'll determine whether or not it so. exists there. But we know for sure. Um, go on Twitter, YouTube. You know, these ones are fake. Fake. In- fake Instagram. Fake. Safe. They're- safe. Safe. Yeah, not they're, they're not fake. We have the Twitter. We have the Instagram. <laughs> we don't have the YouTube yet, but I'll do that as soon as this is done. <laughs> um, Works in progress, people. All right. Right. Yeah, we are still working on that. We're still working on logos and 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 opening music and all that. So that all comes soon. Uh, small disclaimer before we get into this: if you are looking for a review show, that is a very fair and balanced balanced assessment of the content we are talking about, this probably isn't what you are looking for. As I said, we are really only going to be talking about the good stuff. We'll throw in probably small quips about maybe what we didn't like here and there. But overall, this is really just talking about us enjoying the content that we consume. So it's all going to be on the up and up. So if you're looking for just nice things and the reasons why you enjoy stuff, this is perfect for you. Now, that being said... Let's go ahead, introduce today, we are starting out with Mortal Kombat. Specifically, the movie that has just come out recently. Uh, there's a lot to say about this. It's, you know, Mortal Kombat is a very big universe. It's been around for a very long time. There's a mm-hmm. lot of media created for it. And so this is kind of a reboot of the film of Mortal Kombat. And let's just get into why it's the greatest piece of content ever created. Greatest ever created until our next episode. Until our next episode. Then we'll have a new greatest. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, do we want, do we want anything specific about this, this movie or really just Mortal Kombat universe and dive in? Because let me tell you, I've got some nostalgia associated with this. And so I can, I can wax about that for a while if you're ready. Yeah, I'm well, uh I guess I should I should lead in with just uh for those who don't know Mortal Kombat just released this just a few weeks ago in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh it was directed mm-hmm. by Simon McQuoid and uh the writer was Oren U- uh, Uzel, U- Uzel, U- and Greg Russo as well as producers was James Wan, Todd Garner and E Bennett Walsh. James Wan I am a big fan of. And then the composer is Benjamin Wallfish. Um, and if you you want to run that copy, that nice long yeah. copy. Here's, yeah, here's no, the here's... synopsis of Mortal Kombat if you have no <laughs> idea what it is. And I, so actually I did not read or know much about this movie adaptation beforehand. So had I read the synopsis, I would have expected something completely different. Uh, So MMA fighter Cole Young, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware of his heritage or why Outworld's Emperor Sang Shung has sent his best warrior, (laughs) Sub-Zero, an otherworldly cryomancer to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade at the direction of Jax, a special forces major who bears the same strange dragon marking that Cole was born with. Soon he finds himself at the Temple of Lord Raiden, an elder god and the protector of Earthrealm, who grants sanctuary to those who bear the mark. Here, Cole trains with experienced warriors Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and rogue mercenary Kano as he prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. But will Cole be pushed hard enough to unlock his arcana, the immense power from within his soul, in time to save not only his family, but to stop Outworld once and for all? And a warning to everybody that was the public synopsis, spoilers are near. 
So just yeah, that was. I'll be honest. I didn't even. I just took that and copied it. I didn't even read it, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah, that was on very much the edge of spoilers. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, but that is that. Yeah, that threw it out there. Uh, I guess we should have a spoiler warning before this as well. Spoiler warning. One would hope that a review yeah. for something uh, should contain spoilers. Otherwise, yeah, I don't it's know just... why you would watch yeah. reviews if you're not looking for spoilers at least some so but we we are going to get very spoilery so if you want yeah. medium spoilers but not high spoilers <laughs> you've been warned because we're here <laughs> and we're talking about it but yeah let's talk let's talk about what is what is your past experience you said you got you could talk in nauseam about it hit it oh, hit us gosh. with it go for it let's, I, let's go okay. crazy so I here's the embarrassing thing, right? And 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 some people who are listening are going to say the embarrassing thing is that I said Jigglypuff from Smash, and I would like to point out that that was intentional. So before we discuss embarrassing things, let's leave that there. But secondly, uh, I saw the Mortal Kombat movies when I was when I was little, and I didn't know there was a video game until I was like sixteen or seventeen. I thought Mortal Kombat was just those two movies. I had no idea whatsoever. And I love those movies. I love them to death. I watched... A friend had them on Betamax. And so we would watch them when we was a family friend that lived like two hours away. So I'd watch the Mortal Kombat movies like once every summer because that was the only place I could go watch them. And I love them. And uh, when I got Beat Saber and VR set up and everything, the Mortal Kombat theme song was my nemesis until I actually managed to beat it. And so like, and I would just, I would sing the theme song all the time in college. Like I would just start singing it and punching like, like I was five. I don't know. Like grown adult woman doing that so yeah that's i i have this like weird attachment to it despite playing the games for all of 30 minutes mortal kombat has that nature to it, it it's such a weird it's such it, it stands out to me in compared to a lot of the fighting games because it has a few things which is one of that it has this really crazy deep lore to it that a lot of fighting games try to have but this one, I think, has the benefit of being able to create so much media around it mm -hmm. in its time that it's created a, a real world and it has a really gripping quality about whatever it is. You know, everyone talks about it's it's a lot of that gruesome factor and stuff, and I think that's part of it. But it's something about the characters as well that really just ropes you into it, and you just you feel attached to a lot of them. Everyone's got got their favorite character. Uh, from the series i know everyone loves sub-zero everyone loves scorpion mm -hmm. uh katana and it's oh, yeah it's katana i'm i'm i'll be i'm a sonya i'm a sonya fan ah, so right, <laughs> it's fine uh, i guess we can still be friends <laughs> we're jacks it's we because there's something too. at stake like that's why right like like when you play soul Calibur. There's not really anything at stake. It's not the same. Like Mortal Kombat is the earth is going to get overrun and destroyed. You know, that's that, I think that's what it is. Are they going to I've always are they just destroying earth? Like that's I've been wondering that since the beginning. <laughs> the whole concept of Mortal Kombat, for those who don't know, the, the lore of it is all these realms, there's all these different dimensions almost that are realms. They're all fighting each other. They all had all these wars between them. And so they decide to make a, a tournament instead of it being just 
blind killing they made a tournament where it's controlled killing and (laughs) if a realm loses 10 times in a row which is a lot by the way thinking about it because this is throughout ages uh if it loses 10 in a row that realm is just taken over by the other realm but do they just wipe Mm. out the entire realm or do they're just like hey we own you now you're ours (laughs) i don't yeah and then, and then, well, then, then they enslave everybody and do whatever horrible things that happen in another world happen. So, what happens when Earth wins ten in a row? Do we enslave? Do we try to enslave? That's a whole other conversation. So. No, I feel I we're getting we somewhere like else. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing now we're talking about it. What? It, uh, how would a humi- humanity feel about invading places? <laughs> so. Oh, I think that you know that that depends on a lot of other factors. But I mean, we can we can move on to some cool facts if you're if you're ready. Yeah, for we got a fact section. So every every episode, we're gonna have probably three facts because that's already you know that's like twenty minutes of time that I spend. It's a lot of time that I have to spend on these. So let's uh, start off with the first one: Mortal Kombat. It took fifty-five million dollars to make Mortal Kombat. This movie, this new movie. There's a lot more money that's been spent on Mortal Kombat over time, but yes. this movie in particular had a $55 million budget, uh, and it's so far it's made that back already, and some. Now, I wanted to mention, do you know what you could do with $55 million? If you I- woke up one day <laughs> and had $55 million dropped in your lap that you could do, uh, you know, you could make a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, you could. You or could. you could uh take a private trip to the international space station that is the cost for private citizens to take a journey to the space would you would you rather for you for you john would you rather take a take a trip to space or make a halo movie i would make a mortal kombat movie mortal kombat movie okay (laughs) okay you're just staying on topic that's what it is make a movie i don't want to go to space there's nothing yeah. out there. It's pretty, I guess. I guess I get to see the curvature of the Earth. That's fine. <laughs> Fifty-five million dollars for a ticket to the space station. My God. Okay, you can have a another movie. Mortal Kombat movie. That's per you person. You make a movie, and you'd get the money back because our second fact sheet in this is that the movie has made sixty-seven million. So thirty-four is from the U.S. and thirty-two is international, with twenty-three million of that from the opening weekend. It's a good opening weekend. It's a really yeah. strong opening weekend. I knew that this movie was going to do good. This is very much uh, these kind of movie. I mean, look at the Warcraft movie. Uh, yeah, this was a movie I knew that was going to do well in international markets, specifically in the Asian markets. It's just built for that. I've been learning a lot more about some of the, the specifically the Chinese market and stuff like that. And it, it's their uh, entertainment industry is, is pretty different than what ours is. It's a lot more controlled mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah. And just uh, note that totally makes sense. Uh, since we were talking about, you know, Asian Definitely markets. Makes sense. It costs to raise a child in Tokyo. It costs 63 million yen, which is so very close to 63 million dollars. And by so very close, I mean it costs about five hundred seventy seven thousand six hundred dollars. So one twentieth 
of the movie's revenue is how much it costs to raise a child in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, uh, quick math. But I mean, I it, it makes sense because sixty-three million is obviously close to sixty-seven, which is obviously close to five hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. So, yes. Think about that. The, the, they could take those profits from the movie and just <laughs> raise a bunch of children in Tokyo. That's really they, expensive. They could. By the way, they could raise a hundred twenty children. Yeah. That. But that's that's really <laughs> expensive. Tokyo is really expensive. I've now I've now learned. The average cost, mm-hmm. so as I said, 63 million yen is a little over half half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. It costs about $230,000 to raise a kid in the U.S. So it's it's more than twice what it costs to raise a kid in the U.S. And that's average, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you got, you got an awful lot. You know, I live in Seattle, so to good luck with that together. one in, yeah. in Seattle. That ain't happening. <laughs> it's going to cost you like $800,000. <laughs> you're getting there um yeah that's now now i'm interested we're gonna have to do a we're gonna have to start a second podcast where we look at i don't know city cost of living and compare it all to tokyo what is the most expensive place to to raise a kid not just live but raise a kid because that's different we'll find out don't have any i don't want to search it up but i won't i'll do it That'll will you know what we're gonna find a piece of media that we can review in the future that has something to do with that so that that can be another fact for you. That'll that's work. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm totally not gonna use the same facts over again. That's not gonna happen at all. I can no, promise no, you never. right now. <laughs> won't. <happen>. Okay. <laughs> more more Mortal Kombat facts for those out there. You know, you might already know these. You might be the Mortal Kombat super fan who's gonna call us out when we're wrong at some point. We'll I'm not. See. I have a. Uh, played almost none of the games so yeah that's what I said. i've played for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. got a couple fatalities on katana <laughs> i was happy uh there are eight films the 1995 and 1997 are the childhood ones i was talking about and then we got 2021 so those are the three main movies and then there's a bunch of other little side ones there are 14 games 10 updated game versions three compilation games two not there's two novels yes yeah, two novels there's okay there's mortal kombat books people know that one 15 comic series for a total of 65 comics seven official scores and soundtracks and two card games okay important important question here how can there be seven official scores and soundtracks when the only thing you need is yeah you just need well they got the you gotta have the theme song right they got the more that's one there's one that's all you need you don't need anything else no, I was thinking about it because most video games and stuff have scores and soundtracks attached to them. And that's why it was weird to me that there's only seven. There's only mm-hmm. a seven like officially licensed soundtracks and scores when there are 14 games and eight like eight <laughs> films. Now, there's three main movies, but. They use the one I song. I, yeah, they. I guess they use one song and that's it. So. Use the Mortal Kombat theme song, which is great. I don't know who's who's who sings that. I don't I don't know who made that. I can't remember. I knew the name at one point. I don't know it anymore. It's fine. So but they have card games. I didn't know that Mortal Kombat had card games. I'm interested now. I want to do some Mortal Kombat card collecting. I mean, but is it is it like a trading card game or is it like yeah, sure, Cards Against Humanities kind of thing? Sure. Okay. A- agreed. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Um, Got it. Don't go deeper than the facts, folks. Yeah, we, uh, as I said, I did a lot of research in this. So uh, 
Last fact, we got fact number three. This is this is the story. You want to hear the story? I'm going to take you on a journey, a great journey okay, through ready. how this Seat third belt. movie got made. I know, I know, all of you were born. I was born '95, by the way, so I was born when the first movie released, which is crazy to think about. But you know, when I was born, I was already watching the '95 movie, and then I watched the '97 movie, which is when my brother was born. But uh, so I, I've been waiting myself of course have been waiting all these years i was like where's the third mortal Kombat movie and so yep. the, the original films were actually supposed to be a trilogy it was by robin shu uh and threshold entertainment it was you know they made the first and the second one there was supposed to be a third one and uh it was supposed to release early 2000 it was like 2001 but it kind of went through development hell and then mm -hmm. A lot of it was going to be filmed in New Orleans around that time, which is when Hurricane Katrina hit and ended up kind of ruining a large part of the filming for this. And it got it, it just messed up and it was tabled for a while. And then it wasn't mentioned again until a lawsuit with Midway with uh, Lawrence Kazanoff, which I totally did all the research for what that lawsuit was even about. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was mentioned in 2009, but it was it was mentioned that it was still in the works and eventually Warner brothers. I don't know if it was from this lawsuit. Sure. It, let's go with yes. Uh, it acquired a lot of midways assets. One of those being mortal Kombat. So they, you know, this is when it went over to Warner brothers. They owned all the games, all the rights, everything. And then a, uh, director named Kevin Tancherone. Tancherone. Wow. That is a name. That yeah. is all right. Well, my apologies to Kevin because I I said it perfectly. I don't really know you what did. you're talking about. You so did. I'm pretty sure that's perfect. exactly how you say it. But he made a fan film, which yes. he made it as a pitch for a reboot. And this was like in 2012 or something like that or 20, 2011 because uh, mm -hmm. he, he, he loved the series. He wanted a reboot of the movies. So he pitched it to reboot the series. And the new line actually hired the guy to do a full-length version of this, which which his short, which was like Mortal Kombat Retru Retribution? Ret Resurrection? Sure. That sounds right. That uh, sounds right. That sounds like a thing I've seen on they, IMDb. It's like a nine-minute short film. But mm -hmm. then they hired him to make a full-length version of this with an R rating. Uh... And this was in 2013, and it had a $50 million budget, so pretty much the same amount that it had this year, uh, for this <laughs> this year's one. And then it was delayed due mm -hmm. to the budget, because apparently it wasn't enough budget. $50 million <laughs> isn't enough to make some blood appear on screen, mm -hmm. uh, which then became indefinite when Kevin Tancherowin left in at the end of 2013 and then james wan who's the producer he signed on on 2015 and simon mccoyd in 2016 which is when they untabled it and they actually made the script for this movie which finished in 2019 and then it was finally shot in south australia which ended shooting right before 2020 mm -hmm. which was a great year for filming stuff <laughs> And yeah. apparently got really close to the NC-17 rating, which is crazy to me. Like, I'll be honest, there was there was gore 
and blood in this, but I didn't think it was that obs- like it was that excessive. I thought it was I thought it was going to be so much more than yeah. what it was based on what people had said. They were like, "Oh, it's really gory." And I I I actually I watched it while eating pancakes, you know, and uh I was not I was not upset that I was eating food while I was watching it, so it clearly was not gross enough. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't excessive, which I thought they were going to try. I thought they were going to put too much focus on it, which I'm kind of happy with. They didn't focus on that too much. They they had it because, of course, it's a big part of it, but it wasn't that mm. excessive. Um, I expected way more fatality scenes than what yeah, we got. Yeah, it wasn't. And I'm, wasn't, I'm, okay, I'm okay with what we got. I, I agree with you. I don't right. think they needed to lean more heavily into they didn't, it. They didn't just have blood and gore to have blood and gore. Like They had yeah. it where it almost made sense to yeah. what was happening. It wasn't just blood everywhere that is way more than the human body holds or whatever, you know? So it wasn't bad. So it's crazy to me that they almost got an NC-17. Apparently, it's really easy to get those ratings, uh, <laughs> which is now why... I don't know how the boys have gotten away with what they're doing. Maybe TV... I guess TV shows are I, different in the way. I, wonder... I know animated is... I know Invincible <laughs> has been... Animated, you can get away with anything. It's like video I games. wonder you get away if with distribution platform matters, right? So if it's on a streaming service where parents can, I don't know, control it better than a movie theater. I don't know. I, I wonder if uh, location or or maybe the original edit would have gotten NC-17 and there actually was a lot more in there and they pulled it out so that they could make it rated R. We don't know. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't that bad. That's that's all I gotta say. So, but that's the that was the long journey of how this movie actually got made. <laughs> Twenty two years. It was tabled and untabled and retabled and hurricaned and a bunch of other stuff happened to it. So, congratulations. Mm-hmm. We got a now uh, official reboot, which I'm actually excited to see where this goes. So, and we'll we'll get into that in a little while. Uh. I got our, oh, I wrote in, I forgot I wrote in our section of fill me up, baby. Uh, yeah. That's just, this is our filler section where we just talk about stuff if we're feeling we need more time, which I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know when we started recording. I don't know how much time have we gone through. Uh, I, we're, we're about, we're about 25 minutes in or so. So that's, you know, that's. that's so in other words, the... we need to definitely fill another 20 minutes of just us talking about random Well, I mean, stuff. we haven't even about... gotten into the movie yet. But what about the children in Tokyo? <laughs> you need, do we need to go back to the children in Tokyo? We well, need you to know, talk my about sources. The children in Tokyo. What are you spending sources. on your children in Tokyo? Why are they costing over half a million dollars? What are you buying these children? <laughs> my sources report that New York City is is closing in on Tokyo as far as cost to raise a child. So we got we got some cleaning up to do. So yeah, the arcades here as well. Are they spending all the money on the arcades? I would. I'd spend half a million dollars in the in arcades in Tokyo. I'd be all for it. You know, that's why we didn't play enough Mortal Kombat growing up. I bet neither of us had an arcade to go to. No, I, I went to plenty of arcades. I was there. I was I was in Jurassic Park. I did the Jurassic Park little plastic gun thing. I was good at that and then House of the Dead. Those were my arcade games. Or Galaga. I'm really good at Galaga. Uh, I think my first arcade I went to was DreamHack Denver in 2017. The after party was in an arcade. Wow. 2017? Well, they got all these new arcades. 
I got. I mean, I went. I went to the like the the thing where you get tickets from all the all the actual like. Games, oh right, you know, right, right. The, yeah. I went to those and like laser tag and stuff. But as right. far as an arcade cabinet, okay. Uh, you know, 2017 was dude, the dude, first dude. time I had that experience. Wow, that's really late. I still had arcade. We still had arcades around when I was growing up, at least a little while. Most of them are gone now. We got these pseudo like they're half game. It's weird. They got like. Angry Bird and Flappy Bird arcade games now, like full no. arcade cabinets for for uh, Doodle Jump and stuff like that. I've seen like oh, old sorry, school Doodle mobile Jump? games they've made arcade machines for, which is crazy. So I want to go. I know my brother went to Japan and I want to go to Japan just for the arcades. I don't care about any of the other stuff. I just want to go for that. I just saw they opened is that in Japan. They opened the first video game gym. I just saw that news Oh, I article. did see this. Yeah. I did see this, yeah. That's so at, at the gym, do they train you how to fight for Mortal Kombat? Because this is this is the next evolution I, of video games, right? We need right. like the full haptic suits and you have to actually fight in your Mortal Kombat match in VR more. Like that's that's what we need. And then if you so die in the you game, you die in real Jax. life. Got no, it. I don't want that. Oh okay. no. Not that one. That Got one it. sounds bad. You don't just magically get ripped apart when you get ripped apart in Mortal Kombat. I'm going to pass on that option. You know, that's like the upgrade package. And if you want to spend your $55 million on that instead of your International Space Station trip, you know, to each their own. Yeah, what kind of haptic suit could you buy for $50 million? Oh, uh, all, the whole thing. There's so many uh, VR haptic developments, the treadmills for the omnidirection, the gloves, the, the suits, they're, they're moving along really quickly. Um, the interesting thing, if we're going to continue this tangent away, uh, is that a lot of people who go into VR development do it for gamers originally because they're gamers and they find out that the actual market for gamers is not there. Yeah, it's and actually just for porn, but you know. <laughs> no. That's not where I was going. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you do what you need. Not, it turns out that a lot of VR stuff is government funded. So a lot of yes. the development of, of VR things yeah. ends up being government it's, funded because that's where the whoop. money is from before it trickles down to being affordable for gamers. The amount of money I know the U.S. government is spending on like AR and VR technology is crazy mm -hmm. for training more than anything else, which is yep. it's pretty awesome. I, as a gamer, I love it. Forget all the politics aside. I love it. I think it's super cool. I'm I'm excited because I think I think it trickles down. Eventually we'll get really mm -hmm. cool that the movie Gamer, right? That I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh whew. That would be an interesting time. The full 360 television screen and you're just in it moving around. I'm in. I'm in. Like you said, uh, I'll I'll do some fighting games like that. It sounds awesome. So oh now that we've uh, definitely extend, hey, stop buying your children things in Tokyo. <laughs> this is so much. Judgment. Don't buy them things right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't buy them food. You know, that's that's Good really food. that's really messing with the numbers. Let them starve. Uh, talking about Mortal Kombat story. <laughs> um, I actually didn't mind the story of this. Mortal Kombat. I don't know how you felt oh. about it. I, I, I think they should have. I, all positive. <laughs> I think this should have just been a solo movie of mm -hmm. 
it, because this is pre-Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. It's before the yes. tournament is where the entire movie takes place. Which really and, confused me because I right. kept waiting for the tournament and <laughs> I what? Yeah, Mortal Kombat with But I liked it, right? Because when you watch the 95 movie, they're all showing up for the tournament and they have no idea what's going on. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense. So it makes so much more sense. Right? And it doesn't make you know what else doesn't make sense in the 95 as much as I love them, right? The fact that Sung Shang just follows the rules for most of it. Right. Right? And like, I loved this one that he just was like, I'm not following the rule. Like, no, you know, like Kano yeah. does exactly what Kano should do and nobody follows the rules and it's this whole messy thing and it didn't do the the 80s montage training trope, right? Like, like they're mid-training, they're barely, like Jax can barely handle his arms, Cole still has no idea what's going on. Kano's awful as always, etc. And then they're like, we have to fight. What? And it kind of felt like it was halfway through a movie. Yeah. And so it wasn't predictable. And I liked that because. Yeah, I, I didn't I mind. I didn't mind Mortal Kombat without, you know, the whole uh, Jurassic Park, the dinosaur tour without the dinosaurs. Um, Mortal Kombat without Mortal Kombat is. I didn't mind it. I, I, I felt that this. Mortal Kombat in general, the universe would have been perfect for the Marvel treatment. Honestly, I wouldn't have minded. I know that I think they didn't want to do it because they didn't know if this was going to be any good. But if we just got a Sub-Zero Scorpion origin story oh, movie, yes. just that alone would have been amazing. And well, and you know what? I think they set it up for that, right? Because, right. because Sub-Zero, you get the sense that Sub-Zero is not entirely evil. They humanize him in these moments. And and because he says to Scorpion, and he's just kind of like, you know, this is payback, this is retribution, this is justice or revenge or whatever words he uses. And you kind of don't hate Sub-Zero. And you kind of think, hey, what's he so mad about? Is yeah. this legit? And so well, now I wonder, is there going to be another one? And that opening scene was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was... It was because it, it had that uh, the origin story of the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero, where Sub-Zero, he's a Chinese. Hanzo is, uh, yeah, Bihan is, is Chinese. Hanzo is Japanese. And he lives in Japan. And Bihan literally travels to Japan to assassinate his entire family because... Mm -hmm. This is before uh, apparently Sub Zero becomes immortal for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. That th that whole fight scene was was epic. It was pretty cool. You see the origin story of Scorpion's little dagger chain thing. Um, that mm -hmm. it was just a gardening tool. He basically Scorpion's just like, yeah, I'm just a gardener in uh in Japan, sure. Mm -hmm. But apparently he's some royalty. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think we could have got a just a whole movie of that. Would have been fine. Would have been okay. Uh but Origin as I said, story-wise, I didn't I really liked it. I actually was okay with the whole pre-thing. I love mm -hmm. a lot of things they threw in. They're like, "Oh, 
what about the elder gods? Aren't you worried? And he's like, nah, it'll be fine. And then an elder god finds out and he's all like, I don't care. Kill him anyways. And then Raiden's like, what? Bro, I'm right here. What are you doing? What are you, like, what was the what are you talking this about? Tournament? The whole reason we have this tournament is so that you're not just randomly killing people. Oh, but God. now you're just randomly killing people. Okay. Uh, and I like, I like that Kano you're not quite sure what's happening with him. It's so it's so bizarre, though, because Kano starts out, he's all chained up, like Sonya Blade's got him chained up, you don't quite know why. And then right. the invisible dragon lizard venomous doom thing melts the chains. And, and he fights, and he's kind of on their side, and then he's training with them. And then it doesn't make any sense, because you're watching, and you're like... Isn't Why Kano is a bad Kano? person? Yeah, like, you're saying, I, I don't think he's supposed to not like him. Which, uh, yeah. Joss Lawson is the actor who played Kano. He did a great job. I think everyone, yeah. I, I think that's the one from all, everything I've heard about this, it's the one thing that everyone loved was was Josh Lawson as as Kano. Uh, was great. So, uh, Well, so speaking of casting, because when the casting was announced for this movie, I remember there being dozens of articles about it and people were really upset or they were really happy about specific things. And so the first one being Brooks as Jax. Like, I thought, oh, yeah, I thought that was brilliant. I love Supergirl. Yes, I was going to say, I'm a big fan of the CW shows (laughs) as as much as I understand that maybe people, hey. I like it. Positive. I don't care what you well, think. I, I love mean, it. It's great. If we're, I don't know, it's if fun we're content. About, and he's great. <laughs> and he did a great shows. job. I love his yeah. spin on Jimmy Olsen and how he handled mm-hmm. that character. He did an incredible job. So seeing, I know he left Supergirl to work on other stuff. And I guess yeah. this was one of those other stuff. <laughs> and he was great. Him as Jax. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and then the other, so like that was kind of a nice little nerd connection for me, right? Because Mortal Kombat, we got this video game movie connecting over to a CW superhero DC universe, everything. But the other one, the Sonya Blade casting. Yeah, Jessica so, uh, McNamee. Yes, she was Anya in Buffy. And I had no idea oh. that she was in this. And then I see her <laughs> I and I'm just like, you've got to be That's kidding so right. me. <laughs> and I was just like, I love this because because Anya is 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 so just I love her character. I, I loved what like how she was in Buffy and the way that was portrayed. And I think it was this really good fit for Sonia. Where it's not someone who appearance-wise looks like they're going to murder you. Because Sonya's always been a, a little, like, let's be honest, video game, she's been a little bit of a Barbie. Right? But, right. like, a Barbie that will destroy you. Absolutely yeah. destroy you. And Anya and, and Jessica has always had that that kind of thing to it. And it made me realize the other great thing about the casting. It didn't feel like anybody was really young. A lot of times these movies have like 20 year olds kind of right. playing these roles. And these characters had a much more storied and complicated. Yeah, they all had a past, yeah. right? You know, they, yeah. they all got to where they were. They were all skilled fighters because 
of the amount of time they've already spent on mm-hmm. this earth slash not this earth other world. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm also uh, a big fan. I'm going to butcher his name, but uh guy played Hanzo Asashi, which is uh, mm-hmm. Hiroyuki uh, Sonata. I'm I sure I might have butchered it, but close enough. I, I'm a big fan of him in, in a lot of stuff. Don't ask me what other stuff he played in. I could definitely tell you at the drop of a hat. But I've always... Uh, he's he's someone who I feel who has, has been around these kind of movies for mm-hmm. a long time. And so him as Scorpion was a great pick as well. Um, all the yeah, characters I mean, he was fine. in Avengers. The acting... Yeah. The acting was great in so many ways. Uh, I think... It was definitely over the top. It was definitely, honestly, I think in some ways what Mortal Kombat almost needed. I love the way Mm -hmm. they framed a lot of the shots. They did a good job with the characters, giving them almost just really (laughs) side reasons to fight each other. And they they do the setup. I mean, I think the shot I always, I I keep going back to is the one where just Sonya... takes out Kano in the course of like five seconds or something but they do the whole they frame it out like it's actually from the game where you're getting the side shot where it looks Mm -hmm. like they're in a in just a desert arena and then they just go at it for yeah five seconds before Kano's on the ground so um but they do that a lot in this and I don't mind it and they they did it really well honestly I thought they did the filmography for a lot of the arena like fights and mm-hmm. they made it feel natural they didn't just make it super obvious like hey we're just trying to mimic the game they yeah they just they they did a really good natural show of of how the arenas were set up and they had yeah. a lot of good different backdrops for a lot of the arenas where they were some of them were pulled right out of the game like with the pit and stuff so what I thought was cool, because you said some of the lines were a little cheesy or over the top, right? But that's what Mortal Kombat is, <laughs> right? Because, like, the, you, get over here, right? Like, it's really, really, it always has been. But the thing was, in the movie, what is over the top in the game and what was over the top in the original movies actually, like you said, fit more naturally in how they created it. it so when when he didn't say, you, get over here. He, like, Hanzo just said, get over here. Yeah. And it was that little change took it from corny, right, over-the-top, B-movie, corny, to something that had actual meat to it, something that you could kind of get a little more invested into. And they made those choices a lot. And it's Mortal Kombat, so you still have some of the ridiculous things. Yeah. But... There was that that the fight, so the 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 Sub Zero Scorpion fight that we finally got that was so cool, where he makes the dagger out of ice. Oh, and just everyone, like, I mean, it was in the trailer, and everyone, it was so cool. That whole yeah. scene was awesome. I I wish it it honestly went on longer, and it was mm-hmm. it it started out as kind of those two, but it kind of became a, a tag team battle, which is kind of fun. Is something we don't really see in the games as much is it was a fight between Cole and uh, Cole with Scorpion against Sub-Zero. Yeah. And they had a really lot, a lot of cool effects and stuff in that. 
And even though this movie had a pretty decent budget, they did a good job with a lot of the effects. Uh, and I, I felt they toned it down when they needed to tone it down. You could, you could tell they, yeah. they toned it down, but they didn't need to go over the top for every single effect. Uh, but they did a good job with like the ice walls and just Sub-Zero in general, a lot of the effects they did with how he affects the environment with him just freezing everything he comes near was oh, pretty the awesome. Snow. The snow yeah. was such a cool touch because you yeah. know, you're like, you don't, you don't actually really, yeah, you like don't actually know. I don't remember if it showed what city they were in. Maybe they did and I missed it, but I felt like when I saw it start snowing, I didn't actually know that it wasn't late fall or spring or, and it could still snow, but she's eating ice cream and no one's yeah. going to be eating ice cream if it's cold. I, mean, I would, but like normal people. Yeah, and no, so I'm, the, I'm with you. Was, I would too. <laughs> yeah, it was this really cool little touch of detail where you're not fully oriented into what month or what city, but there's right. enough there that you you know that the snow is unusual yeah. and that something is coming. And yeah, it's so cool. And and Cole's character uh, was good on on this on uh, kind of that that whole family aspect with uh with Cole. I. I know he's a brand new character and I'm sure I know how people feel about it. I liked Cole. I like Cole Young's character. I am actually excited to see him in game because you know, they're going to add him to the next game. Oh, they have he had, to. they set it up very obvious of, uh, it, it was one of those, of course it was obvious, but they didn't hold your hand necessarily, which I think some of the, uh, some of the things <coughs> Falcon Winter soldier has recently kind of done that like they set it up obvious like what his power is going to be his whole thing is that his power his arcana was now he can take a punch right that's yeah his whole he's got that black panther-esque ability where he absorbs damage and he can like send it mm -hmm. back so i think it'll be a cool character in the game and i mind i know they have a huge catalog and it's just an open they had a huge catalog that they didn't use too many characters for and any characters that they did kill kill off we all know in mortal Kombat, they just get sent to another the nether realm right you yeah. know they get sent to another realm so they can just come back anytime so we'll, we'll see they definitely I think that's one of those balances that this kind of movie has a hard time doing is that if you're gonna make this a franchise, you can't kill off too many characters or there's certain <laughs> characters you can't kill off that in reality, maybe you should mm -hmm. because the person they're fighting against, there's no way they're going to win, but they yeah. did a good job matching the opponents up where you're like, okay, sure. I can believe it. And when they do kill characters off, you're also like, well, that character's gone, but are they, you don't know. We just saw Scorpion die and come back to life in a course of one movie so you know <laughs> you never know you never Wait, know. i have an i have an important question for you okay. okay cole and and Jax, they have the mortal Kombat birthmark right where is it on cole's daughter she's part I, of the bloodline does oh i mean is she automatically given a birthmark i mean you have to be chosen right but i guess she is part of the bloodline 
But does she automatically Sonya, get a mark, or Sonya does she didn't only have the mark? So, but so Sonya wasn't part of the bloodline, right? Well, she took the one from Kano, right? When she yeah. killed Kano, she steals the mark, which is what I'm curious about how it works with. Because if Sub-Zero, I guess if you kill someone who also has a mark, you don't get two marks. So Right, so, the, so there are diminishing is, reasons. Is the concept is that when the person who is killed, I don't know with this, maybe right. she doesn't get the mark until Cole is killed, and then the mark is transferred to her? Oh, because maybe. if he's killed by someone who has a, a, a mark, that person doesn't get two marks, so that mark goes... <laughs> somewhere it chooses someone else right that's how i assume it works uh is like they keep trying to kill off all of earth's champions but my mm -hmm. thought was this thing just transfers right so even if they do kill an earth champion it's just gonna move to someone else so they're gonna keep killing we're gonna keep getting more um I guess that's fair, right? Because because if you if you're from that bloodline and that descendant, right? I mean, he was that that baby was saved hundreds and hundreds of years before. Right. So there should be, I don't know, like eight or nine branched out generations and like hundreds where or thousands marks, right? of children. Yeah. Where they should all have marks, but I guess they don't because if they did, there wouldn't have just been three fighters, right? There would have right. been way more than that. So I'm so guessing you also it transfers. Have to get chosen. It chooses the next best candidate, almost. You know. So it's uh, like Buffy again with the Slayers. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It turns out a lot of Buffy in this, huh? <laughs> I think if you try hard enough, you can turn any nerdy movie into some kind of Buffy link back. It's true. Especially since Joss Whedon is so involved in the Marvel universe, and he likes to rehire the same people. God. Hey, Joss Whedon, please. Please reboot Serenity, for the love of God. Please uh, do it. And Buffy. Well, Buffy. Yeah, nah. Buffy, no, Buffy ended Buffy well. actually ended Angel. pretty okay. Yeah. I think Angel, I think not so much. But I don't think I've seen the ending of Angel. Okay. It, it was fine. I mean, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I guess back, back with Mortal Kombat to... Talk about the the legacy that this movie had. I think this movie has kind of tried to blaze its own path compared to the legacy of it. Mm -hmm. Now, this is also coming from people who obviously are very veteran Mortal Kombat people, as we mentioned previously. So we know all of the backstory. All of uh, it. They left a lot out. And mm -hmm. I think that was on purpose. I think... I think they, they definitely could have added some with the Cyberlin Quay and stuff like that. It would have been, you know, Jax's Ar Arcana being like, like, would Jax have unlocked his Ar Arcana if he didn't get robot arms? What would have <laughs> happened? Does he just, does he just, would he just get buffer arms? Man, now, now we could have just seen, if, if he didn't lose his arms, we could have seen McCad Brooks just get ri more ripped than he was yeah, for this. more. So that would have been a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah a lot of CGI. so did um and that was that was uh one of the parts that they left out very much because i know in the games the the laser eye from kano uh -huh. a lot of the the weapon uh the robot arms and stuff was from 
some of the cyber companies they you know they have the cyber lingue and stuff is a big part of the games and i feel those are just later think about the way i saw this movie is that this is just one storyline you know i think they're gonna build up to the actual mortal Kombat tournament earth is gonna win and all of a sudden it's gonna reset everything in a way so now uh, the other world will have to outer world other world whatever it is it's one will, of them or both bihan will be you know He'll be like, all right, time to build a bunch of robots to start taking people out now. Um, but you have to you have to win 10 more tournaments because you have to win 10 yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's another word. As I said, 10 is a lot. That's a lot. 10 is a lot, especially like, like, like how often can you have them? Because it feels like those 10 tournaments have been over a thousand years. So is it like every hundred years you can have a tournament? Yeah, like, that's I, a lot of It patience. almost feels like every hundred years, I assume there's probably one is what it seemed like if they killed off hanzo in that one time and then up to where they are now they're like hey we've won nine tournaments that was at some point in between those nine tournaments yeah so it's probably every hundred years i assume but that's a lot Wait, but also but also here's the other question so the prophecy was that someone someone from hanzo's you know line would beat the tournament was it that specifically the 10th tournament or was it just any tournament, right? Because if there were tournaments between when he died <laughs> and when this one happened, then was his bloodline not? Um, yeah, what the, the heck were all they? What were they enough? doing? Is it, is it hanging out? Like, it's like it's like scotch or a fine wine. You know, it had to it had to age <laughs> through, age a, through time. <laughs> yeah, through a few generations. But I mean, this is cool, right? Because a movie that answers everything is a one off, right? And is is too predictable and is too like th- those aren't fun to watch right like they, that's that's they're just not because it handles too much and that's i don't know this movie like we said previously the fact that it it didn't even end with the tournament yeah it ended it with, leaves a lot to yeah. to come and i don't think that's a bad thing i think again lots of character huge cast of characters to to keep adding in they can make multiple movies where they could kill off every character every movie and still have multiple (laughs) movies at the rate they're going so we got plenty they got plenty to do uh i I want to see them build out the royal family structure and everything because katana is a princess and is somehow linked to a world that Sang Shung has taken over and is trying to prevent it happening to Earth. And like, you know that from the 95 movie. And then isn't Melina her mother? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes. like... Yes, let's go with yes. I think that's what it is. And I need I need to see all of that come together. Like, I need to... I, I, need, I need those pretty... But eventually, eventually tied. And, and, and so there needs to be more movies. Is, that's is why where I'm leaving that. Way. Yeah, that's why it's great. I think it was okay they left out so much because they're again, like we said at the top of the show, Mortal Kombat has it has that. It's one of the few fighting games that has this real depth to the lore. They have a lot of lore in Mortal Kombat and a lot of storylines, honestly, and a lot of different parts that they can throw into this movie that in all the games, because it's a game and it's a fighting game, they're just throwing them all together in one, but this one, they could just kind of space them out. They could have each one have its own storyline, which is, mm-hmm. it's going to be, 
I think it's fun. I'm excited for the next one, which is potentially confirmed. There's, it's not 100%, but it did sound like, like there's a lot of rumors that there has been another one greenlit to continue with the same uh, director and writers. So uh, Simon McCoy, uh, I liked his vision. I'm I'm excited to actually see where this series goes. Uh, they can tune it up a few more notches. Uh, really push that N- NC-17 rating, I feel. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> they can I, as two I said, I'm okay. I was actually very happy with the action and the gore in this. It wasn't, wasn't over the top. You got some good fatalities thrown in. But again, they weren't, like we were talking about, they were cheesy without being too cheesy. So, yeah. and... I think it's dicey to say with with these movies' history, the fact that this movie took 21 years. You know, I'm a little kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it's going to happen. I'm just like, but is it? Is it? Yeah, it is Warner Brothers, and we've seen with potentially other series that it, it may take a may take a little bit of time for them to, to get it right, but... They're going to wait for Cole's is... daughter to be old enough to get the mark to join the tournament. Oh, got That's it. That's what they're doing. Yeah, we won't even see... So, in other words, we're not going to see any of the uh, characters we've seen already. We're just going to get an entirely new... Another <laughs> reboot. We're going to get another another reboot. Uh, that comes out next year. So... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so, is... overall, I guess... How you feeling? I mean what is your your overall if you if you want to sneak in what your true feelings about mortal kombat are you could feel free but overall how how are you feeling about mortal kombat i i definitely enjoyed it um okay here's here's my here's my here's my true feelings here's the true feeling the fight scenes while excellent we're missing one key thing the theme song! They didn't play the theme song until the credits! You didn't get to hear the theme song until the credits, which which they clearly... I gotta, I gotta fight you there. I actually well, no, no, they, they played. They played, well, no, 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 they played. They played a tiny little bit of it, right. but I love that song, right? It's true. And so, they should have played the whole and, thing. And I was just like, why can't we have more of it? And I, I liked what they did with a little bit where it wasn't exactly on the nose. It was very much inspired by it and i enjoyed that and i i thought the the kind of the remix they did in the credits was really cool and i just yeah they should they i would have loved good that more they did. yeah yeah i i thought they i actually thought they did a good job i thought the the composer which was definitely his name i wrote his name somewhere <laughs> i don't know where i put it it was uh benjamin, benjamin wallfish yeah i actually thought he did a good job i thought the the score of it was was pretty good I was yeah. I was happy with it. Again, they didn't they had fun with it, but didn't detract from the the Mortal Kombat ness of it all. I guess so. Well, and I think that's the the counterpoint to what I said. Is we talked about how it was great that it wasn't too cheesy, and blasting the theme song in the middle of the fights might might have been a touch heavy handed. So I also understand the choice not to do it. Uh, and I guess the question is, which fight? You know, I mean, do you? So you're just saying every fight, just every fight, we just have the Mortal Kombat. Uh, and, yes, just I, the whole. Just like, you know what? We'll just have it in the background the entire movie, just on a loop. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll have it. That is what I'm here for. Thing. So the next, when the next movie comes out, 
that's just what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a separate speaker and just and just like have a little little play button. And every time a fight starts, just just play it myself. Just play it yourself. That works. <laughs> Enhanced viewing yeah. experience. Yeah, overall, I'm I'm honestly I'm kind of feeling the same. I actually had a lot of fun with this movie. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I sat there. And I you know, I went to the theater, went to a nice Dolby theater. Whoa. I sat down. I enjoyed it. I had fun. And honestly, it was better than I expected it to be. And I, that's a good thing. And I went in. Yeah, I went in with a not I didn't have low expectations by any means, but I was actually impressed with how well they did. And I'm excited for in general, just the vision that they had for this one going forward, tweak a few things. And I think this could be a really good series. I think we can get a pretty nice long lasting franchise if they, if they do more Uh, again, not fully confirmed yet, but hopefully we do get another one. Hopefully they've made their money back plus some and we'll see how Warner brothers decides to do that. They feel weird about those things sometimes. So We'll definitely we see how, how that is. So Mortal Kombat, it was great. It was a great movie. I was feeling it. Uh, Rating-wise, d- d- 17 out of 15.9. Okay. That's that's a good, you know, wait, I need to I need to look up a specific fact. Um, my rating is 577,600. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, the the cop that is out of what? What I guess out of what is it out of? Or just, that's just your rating. Just that's that. just my rating. Okay, so that's fair enough. Rating. Her so uh, Nessa's we rating is the rating. cost. The cost to raise a child in Tokyo. Got it. That's I think I think this is our first episode. We're figuring things out. I think our rating system should be the cost to raise a child in different cities. A child cities. in Tokyo. They're just different cities, of- right? We we pick a different city out. each time. <laughs> well, alrighty. I mean, that's uh, what I'm I mean, doing. we we mentioned this a, a little bit, but what's the if what's one of the few things you would like to see in? Uh, the sequel. It, that I need, maybe, I need maybe to see Katana. Is it a character? Is it... What would you like to see? No, I need I need to see Katana. I just... Okay. I have to. You need Katana. I, I, uh... I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't actually know what I'd want in my second... I want there to... I want to see Tokyo. You want to see Tokyo just in Tokyo. the movie, just yeah. like all of Tokyo cast no. as a Mortal Kombat. I mean, it could just be uh, when when they go get uh, when they, when they're going to Hollywood, right? Man, it'll just be a backdrop of Tokyo. It's fine. I just got need it. to see Tokyo. Got That's it. what I need to see. <laughs> well, I'll I'll give him a call. And say, listen, John needs Tokyo. All right, we got to make it happen. Alrighty, well, uh, we are going to be wrapping up. This was the first episode of Positively Reviewed. Uh, Thank you guys all for watching this live and listening recorded. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, if you want to check out other episodes, you can't yet because it's the first one. But if you find this way in the future, congratulations! We'll have like 12,000 by then because we're very dedicated. Um, so that's great for you. But as we mentioned at the start of the show, POS, P-O-S, Reviewed Pod, is the social media tags, Twitter, Instagram, etc., where you're going to find us. And if you're on one of those sites where you can rate things, uh, just so you know, that really, really helps a show out. So if you could give us that 577,600 rating, that yeah, out, that would out of we, five on, love you. Yeah, you know, out of five. Yeah, that'd be on really Apple helpful. Podcast and Spotify, wherever you, wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's exactly yeah. it. Rate, rate it as high as we rate all of the shows on this show. <laughs> Uh, give us the positive review so that we can then review your review of our positive review being positive about your positive review and it'll be positive so uh, (laughs) yeah but as I said this is positively reviewed where we rate all of the shows all of the medias and it's always good it's always it's always positive cut that negativity out so and I don't know if we're going to do this every episode, but I thought since this is the first one I wanted to, to tease, uh, mm-hmm. next episode will be maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier or m- maybe Outriders or maybe something else. So congrats. <laughs> now you know what the next the episode is. <laughs> but thank you guys all for watching. Uh, I am John. That's Nessa. And hope hope you guys enjoyed and hope you guys check out the next one.